Hey, this is Molly Getz, and we want to welcome you to another episode of the Detangled Podcast. You know what this is about. It's the podcast for salon pros. I am joined, as always, with my partner in hair crime, Kyleen Garcia. Hey, Kyleen. Hey, Molly. Um, Do you have any sort of goals ready to go for 2021? Wow. 2021. Oh, that doesn't sound like such a like distant number yet. It's going to be here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually, yeah, bye bye 2020. See you Deuces. never. <laughs> I do have some goals set up already. Care to share them with the, with the team here? No, I don't think I, sh- I don't think I want to. They're personal. Just, yeah, they're really personal. No, just kidding. Of course I'm going to share because sharing is caring. No, I always start to figure out my goals early in December because then I'm not doing like the like January scramble to like just come up with stuff. So, well, I'm going to be on maternity leave at the beginning of 2011. So, um, <laughs> what? What year? What? What did I say? 2011. <laughs> <laughs> And that's this what pregnancy what, brain will do to you. This is so real. 35 weeks pregnant. I can't even think straight. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to be on maternity leave in 2011. I'm not playing on time traveling. <laughs> to the, <laughs> oh, my. Let's not, let's not edit that out, okay? <laughs> so, um, okay, back to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um. No, so I'm going to be on maternity leave at the beginning of the year, and I'll be coming back to work in, uh, I think it's like the first week of March. So my goals that I've set for myself, they have like business and some uh, personal like building goals as well, and some Mm -hmm. things that um, I just feel like once I'm not pregnant and I'm not like carrying this extra life form around with me, I'm going to be able to focus a little bit more on work when I'm at work, um, in terms of growing myself. So the first goal I set for myself is to do a 15% increase on my, um, services, my service dollars for the year. That's a great goal. Well, I usually set a 10% increase goal and I'm just like, no, we're doing more because I need to for myself. And um, is that what is that going to be based off of? Because I don't know if you remember, but we did not work for eight weeks this year. Yeah. So (laughs) I do remember um, that funny little snippet of time in the spring. So Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do basically is just take um, take my year total and just average it out and literally just take out those two months. So I'm just Mm going to average my my annual total from 2020 and divide it out by 10 months as opposed to 12 because that's mm-hmm. you know how much um, of our time at least in Ohio was ruined personally that's how much of my time was ruined from COVID among other ways that it was ruined but you know I'm going to be on maternity leave for two months so it actually hmm. will even out so how about that that's how about that isn't that funny how that works so yeah that's that's like my big goal I set for myself but you know, on top of that, like I have to do some other things in order to make that grow. There's definitely some goals with um, my clientele that I am looking to to work on, and I can dive into that a little bit deeper. But oh, I know something. I know something Ooh, yeah. that you're changing too. 
when you go back to work you're not working evenings anymore right oh yeah actually I always keep forgetting about that even though I'm very excited yeah I'm not gonna be um working super late anymore. So I actually have to transform a little bit of my clientele into a full on daytime clientele, which I'm really excited about. Like really excited. I mean, I'm excited for you. Thanks. I can't wait. So when you have such a big goal like that one, um, because I think we could all in the hair industry agree that that's huge to not be working evenings anymore. So what were some of the steps that you took to be able to achieve that or or still taking? Yeah. So step one was evaluating my clientele and if I was even able to make this happen. So mm-hmm. fortunately, I work for a company that has a lot of really, really strong systems in place. And our systems outline exactly how we should roll things out as stylists, depending on our years of experience, our level of demand of our time. And, um, you know, I'm at a point where I work with one associate. Um, I could work with two associates if I wanted to. That was kind of on my like probably end of 2021 goal is to is to have such a demand of time that I have two associates. Mm-hmm. Um because I loved working with two associates. I did that uh, about a year or two ago, and that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. But um, so I had to look at my numbers and make sure that, number one, I could afford to change my schedule. So I know because of my level stature in my salon that I can afford to do this. Um, I'm only working one night a week as it is. Uh, I dropped my other, my second night, I dropped that, I think that was last summer. So I've been working on this. It's been a a work in progress, but step number two was to literally just change my schedule and not look back. Whoa. Yeah. That was actually, actually somebody else had to do it for me. My, my coach at the salon did it for me because I was like, well, maybe we'll change it. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll wait until like summer. And she's like, how about January? And this is actually before I got pregnant. Um, So we actually set this goal back last January or February of Mm. 2020. So my schedule has been eveningless for 10 months now. Um, Mm. You know, 10 months leading up, I should say. And so I've just been preparing to share with with my guests just that conversation. Like, you know, when you are pre-booking with me in the spring, the latest that I could take you would be, you know, whatever, four o'clock, five o'clock, depending on what they're looking to get done. And um, if they can't make that work, then I already have my matchmaking system to mm-hmm. team them up with somebody else in my salon that fits their lifestyle and their their time availability better. And I already have someone lined up so that way they aren't feeling like I'm just abandoning them. I love that. I had a similar thing just happen where I just am working too many hours behind the chair and not getting to accomplish some of the things I needed to accomplish as far as business goes. And I think it's just, it's hard to make that decision for yourself. So like you said, like, well, maybe I'll just wait until such and such. Or even though I might be booked on the schedule until six, I might go like, oh, but it's all right. I could work a little late that night. And like, I still end up booking myself, you know? And so my summit coach told me, I need you to look at your schedule and I need you to delete four hours off of it. It doesn't have to be all at once. It doesn't have to be four hours off of one day. It just needs to be four hours throughout the week off of behind the chair time. And I like was so grateful because it just it took me 
just hearing someone else say this is what you have to do to be like okay that's the rule yeah totally I I am such an accountability person like I I know I've said in like other like episodes like how much I like require a team because it's it's the only life I've ever known growing up in a big family, growing up playing sports my whole life, being part of organizations where it's never just been the Molly show. Uh, I require coaching and I, <laughs> I would probably be a stylist that's like breaking my back working 55, 60 hours a week, still 14 years in if I didn't have accountability and, and guidance from a coach saying, you can afford to do this. You just have mm-hmm. to be smart with how you're spending your time. And so I think like in the big scheme of things, it's just knowing like how to best utilize my time. I So, you know, when I break it all down, I know how much money I need to be bringing in on a daily basis in order to hit mm-hmm. my goals. So that way I can make this, um, you know, starting out like thinking about making the same amount of money in different hours or less hours. Mm-hmm. Um and then increasing upon that. So I know I'll be able to increase it because I won't be lugging around a human body inside my body, um, which has been backbreaking work all in itself for the past few months. So I've been working a little slower lately. So I, I feel really good about my goal, but um, I, you got to take time and plan it out. I know there's no other way to, there's no other way around it. You can't expect somebody else to like make your, make your life out for you and then also hold your hand through it. So I let people help me make my life out for me. And then it's up to me to take the initiative to actually follow through with, for me, it's like the follow through with having that conversation with my guests about my new schedule, about, you know, who they should go see if their lifestyle does not fit out, fit in with my new schedule. And again, just like making sure I'm not leaving them in the dust because I've actually experienced that with other stylists who, you know, I absorb some of their clients and they are like, well, so-and-so abandoned me and didn't even tell me they were leaving or didn't even tell me they were quitting or, you know, or they weren't going to work on Fridays anymore or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like awkward. Right. To be on that side of things is uncomfortable because you're, you know, you don't want the guests to feel abandoned. That's, that's a terrible position to be in. It's like that same feeling of like sticker shocking someone, you know, yeah. except this is emotional. Yeah. Well, because like, I mean, it goes back to like us again, right? Just us being uncomfortable because you don't want to let people down. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to let them know that you basically can't do their hair anymore because some people cannot make it work for that time. But what I have experienced is um, how interesting it is that how many of my clients have vacation time that they can use. <laughs> Totally. When I tell them I can no longer do the hair in the evening, they're like, that's fine. I have a lot of vacation time I need to use anyways. And I'm like, uh, yes, that's amazing. <laughs> I know. I never knew that was like a thing. Like <laughs> growing up, like my parents never like had jobs like that, that they could use, like use vacation time. So I don't know. I just like never. And then of course, like, you know what we do, like I yeah. don't get that luxury it just makes me laugh I'm like yes you know what honestly if I had that kind of vacation time saved up I would totally be going and getting like services done somewhere oh for sure like a half day definitely once every six weeks I'm taking the whole day off to go like take care of myself like that would be amazing seriously yeah and like also don't tell anyone where I am yeah hi I'm I'm okay I'm alive but just know that I'm having a molly day 
Yeah, I'm at a salon Don't and spa me. getting all of the things. All the things. <laughs> that's, that's what my life would be if I had vacation time to use. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, what about you? Do you have your 2021 or your 2011 game plan? I don't know, whichever one you choose. 2011, um, graduate cosmetology school. <laughs> Goal hit. <laughs> You 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 do like to write down goals that you know you're gonna hit. Yeah. Right? Don't you have your blackboard <laughs> in your office that you're like always write down one that you know you'll be able to achieve? Yeah, I like to write down on my to-do list like something that's like, well, no brainer, duh, you know. So I'll just go ahead and put that one down. <laughs> put it at the top. That's so funny. Yeah, so for 2021, um, you know, it's really interesting because I'm a very goal-oriented person. I always have been. I like to set goals for myself. I like to set goals that are somewhat seem unattainable but still within reach because, like, I actually used to be really bad about setting goals that were extremely unattainable because I was like, I want to make that much money. But then when it, like, came down to it, it's like, well – you can't you know it's actually not realistic and then it's very disappointing when you never mm-hmm. hit the goal right yeah so I do like to hit goal or I like to set goals for myself that are a little bit out of reach than that I know that I am going to have to work really hard for it um but I think that this year has been a little bit hard for me because obviously no one's no one in the hair industry is hitting the goal that they set out to hit this year. I think right. we can probably all say that with confidence. Um, <laughs> and so it kind of it's like crushing because it's like I had this whole I had this whole thing in mind of how I was going to grow my team this year, like how much money we were going to bring in, how much we were going to grow our retail over last year. And so it's really disappointing to like have to deal with those unexpected things that we we just literally have no control over. But um, I will say like the some of the goals that I have set for myself for 2021 are the same goals that I had set for myself this year that I just couldn't hit. So for example, I work two evenings right now and I want to get down to one. That was my goal for this year, but it's it just didn't happen. So and I like you I love the idea of setting goals in December so that right off the bat in January, I know what I have to do. Because to me, like setting goals is nothing if you don't put an action plan behind it. So I could say all day long, this is what I want to do. But if I haven't said like, and this is what I'm going to do and here's how I'm going to achieve it, nothing's going to work out. So I'm looking up at my list right now. I actually, um, a couple of things are checked off of my list for this year one of them was more time at home nailed it um um, big old check mark next to that one vacation um i actually did get to go on vacation this year i was on vacation when covid hit oh yeah that's right um yeah we were like we were literally driving like should we stop and get toilet paper somewhere because we're gonna get home to no toilet paper the other one i have on there i need to check mark this one because i think that i have i have accomplished this by my time with you molly and it is make time for fun and hobbies Oh, look at us with our new hobby. This is our new hobby, and I love it, and I have fun doing it with you every week. So, Same. Um, I'm going to mark that one. So I love to write down my personal goals 
Um, and then my professional goals. So my professional goals where I was talking about, you know, getting to working only one evening a week. And then it's also setting the the number goal of what number I want to hit, which for me as the business owner, you know, growing my personal service sales isn't the top of my priority list because mm-hmm. I want to get to a point where I'm growing my team's service yeah. sales. You know, Kylie, that brings up a really good point with... Uh, I love, first of all, you are like the ideal type of business owner because I think that in order to be a really great business owner, you have to really be unselfish mm-hmm. about things. Like obviously, like, you know, in your situation, you are, and in most salon owner situations, you are the stylist with possibly like the most um, level of experience you quite possibly probably have like the strongest clientele just because you've been at this longer than your younger your younger stylist but there's definitely a time where it's like okay you have to be the one like keeping the lights on at, at in certain days like I, mm-hmm. I can imagine that's true in my salon it's like such a different vibe because there's like we have like 30 stylists so it's just right. it's just different but <laughs> But the fact that you are in it for your team, like that just is that just speaks volumes about the type of business owner that you are. And shameless plug, if you are a hairstylist looking to grow a fantastic career in the Western Columbus, Ohio region, <laughs> reach out to Kyleen at Union Street Salon in London, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I love that you plugged me. That's so good. Because if I li- if I live down there, I would 100% go work for you. I just think like you just have such a great salon value system and it's just like and it just seems like a great place to work. Oh, um you just you just know what's up. We also make TikTok videos too. So if you're looking to, you know, have fun, this is the place. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I can imagine. I feel like a day in the life in your salon would be very, very fun. Just like I know how much fun I am to work with. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're both great. We're just really fun people. <laughs> <laughs> That's my other goal for 2021 is like shameless plugging myself and building my confidence in any way that I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I it is, it's it's funny because like we have such a view where it's like, Oh, you can't talk about yourself like that. But like, no, you you have taught me the importance of like just putting yourself out there. Don't just sit around and think about how you should message people to try to get them to come and be in your chair. Like, do it. Yeah, just message them. The worst they can say is no, thank you. Right. Or just (laughs) they don't answer. Or they don't answer. Exactly. Oh, well. Oh, that's so funny. How did we get on this? I don't know. Back to goals. Back to goals. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're so unselfish and you're so focused on growing your team, which is like, again, that would be like a number one reason why I would want to work for you because, um, and I, I feel like I do the same thing in my company and my, my, um, my teammates on my, in my company do the same thing. Like we are there because we want to grow humans for a living, but I know that we have people listening that don't have that kind of environment to work in, which is totally fine. Like that, I I think that's my favorite part about our industry is the fact that there is literally a work environment for every type of stylist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I know that I have friends that are stylists who work better alone. They work better on their own terms. And that's awesome. You've, you know, you've done the booth rental um, situation before where maybe you didn't have someone who could be that like in-house coach for you. So what kind of advice do you have for people who want to be setting goals who don't have like an in-house coach or maybe they don't have a, a coach or a mentor in their back pocket to reach out to? Like, what would you tell them? I like, I totally understand that situation and it's really hard. And like, I mean, I'm a very, I'm a self-motivated person. I just always have been. I was like homeschooled for one year of high school and it was like an online thing. And literally like my mom didn't even have to like wake me up. Like I just got up and I would do my schoolwork because I just was like, I hated high school and I wanted it to be over. Oh my God. I could Um, never. (laughs) But, like, I, I think I would thrive as a high school student in this COVID world. <laughs> like, I, would, I would flunk out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My parents would, like, literally want to kill me, probably. They would be, like, petitioning at the governor's house, like, get my kid in <laughs> get school. Get my kid out of her bed now. <laughs> yeah, I, was a, I, was, I would have been a nightmare, I know for a fact. Oh my gosh. Well, so anyways, but some things that have helped me to set those goals, because like I said, it means nothing if you set the goals, if you don't have an action plan. So one thing I love to do for just for setting goals is to write it where I can see it all the time. So I used to like in my first house that I had and I lived by myself, I had like a little chalkboard in my kitchen where I would write like the year's goals. So like whatever my big goals were for that year. Um, I'd write it so that every day I would see it and it'd just be like a reminder like that's what I'm trying to do and then you want to have an action plan so you want to be able to see the goals know that that's what our our goal is in the end but what are the steps to getting there so um, something that I like to do is like make a plan for what I'm going to do that month so I know that like maybe long term my goal is to be you know working behind the chair one night a week by the end of the year but what am I going to do in January to work toward that goal what am I going to do in February to work toward that goal and then checking in with myself so I'm going to set that at the beginning of January but then at the beginning of February I'm going to say okay what did I do or what did I not do that I still need to do this month right so totally it's it is difficult because you don't have that coach or mentor to come to you and and say like what are we going to do differently? Like you have to be the one saying it to yourself. Like what are we going to do differently? And really hold yourself accountable in that way. That's a good that's a really good point with like breaking it down monthly then because I know that in years past when I was uh when I just wasn't as aware of my money and I was like I want to make more money, but like I didn't really know what that meant. It was just like what is more? Is that $10 a month more or is that $1000 a month more? Like they're both more, but like at what level do you want to achieve? So, you know, what I like to do, like when it comes to like numbers, being able to break numbers down, it's really easy to say, oh, I would love to make, you know, $10,000 more this year, but oh my God, that makes me want to throw up. Like, I don't know where I'm going to find the clients to get $10,000 more in my chair. Um, But you can like, so I would write that 10,000 down and then I would just do a simple math equation 10,000 divided by 12, which is how many months are in a year. So when I take 10,000, divide that by 12, I come up with the number 833. So, okay, now I know that 
for the month of January, I just need to bring in 833 more dollars than I did last January. So then it's just, okay, what did I do last January? Add 833 onto it. And that's how much money I need to make. And, you know, for me, I even like to break it down even smaller because numbers and bite sized pieces. Mm-hmm. make me a lot less scared than really big numbers. I just feel like it, it's not obtainable. So I yeah. would just break that down into four weeks because on average it's four weeks a month. So that breaks it down to $208. And so if I'm like, oh, I only need to bring in $208 more per week. If I'm working four days a week, that's literally like 50 bucks a day. Right. I mean, that's so, you know, that's a that's a haircut or that's, you know, a couple of treatments like easy things that I know I can find time just by working smarter to do every single day. Or even figuring out how many more guests that means. So like, let's say yeah. if it's $50, let's say your average ticket is $50. You need one more guest per day than what yeah. you're seeing right now. Totally. I, I just think it's so important, like you said, to like write these things down where you can see them. Just because you work alone or maybe, maybe you work in a an environment that you don't have super strong coaching Mm -hmm. with. Um, and that's okay too. There are so many people that you can reach out to, to get coaching and, and to even just to seek some inspiration and some motivation online for Mm -hmm. free. A business coach is not going to be free, but following people who inspire you to do better online is free. So I just like, I have my people who, you know, I have my coaches in the salon. Um, I'm a coach in the salon, but I have my coach and my coach has a coach and my mentors have mentors. Like the people that I hold to the highest standard thinking like they are the ones creating the, the things that I follow. Like they actually aren't because they have someone that they hold to that standard. You know, it's like, it's, it's a never ending cycle. And my mentor always says it best. Like, if you get to a point where you can't be coached any longer, then you don't deserve to get to be a coach. So if you if you don't have that person in your life, then just seek one out and you know start. I I love free. Free is a really cheap <laughs> thing. So find find people online that can at least just inspire you, and then you know set that monetary goal. Maybe your goal. Um, one of the stylists in my salon is um doing this like really intense social media camp right now. And it was a pretty penny to sign up, but she was like, I set a goal. I knew I wanted to be able to afford to do this. I knew that my social media media needed a ton of help. And so she set that goal. She's obtaining it. And it's just really cool to watch that actually come to fruition for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now she has this social media coach that, she can afford to pay for because she set the goal to be able to afford it in the first place. I love that. Like how important on a scale of one to 10, do you think it is to set goals that make you feel a little twitchy or a little uncomfortable? Oh, oh, 10 for sure. More than 10. Over 10. Overflowing. Yes. Overflowing an abundance on that scale. Um, why, do, why do you think that? To me, it's about pushing myself and knowing that there is like there's more you know yeah there's always more that you can do than you think that you can do it's so true like I feel like I need to insert a cliche social media quote 
here, but I just, I can't think of one and I don't feel like searching for one. I think you're right. I think it's, you know, I've been on both sides of that where it's like I set really safe goals Mm -hmm. and it's like, wake up at 6 a.m. every day. (laughs) Okay. I mean, like (laughs) seven years ago, that was really, really hard. That was like a very uncomfortable goal to set for myself because I love, I used to love staying up late. If that is still my goal seven years later, then like that's just playing it safe. Like try harder. You know, like if you if you can't if you're just setting the same goal for yourself over and over and over because it feels comfortable, then what are you learning from that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's it's difficult because, you know, it's just like if someone says like, I'm going to, you know, this year I'm going to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. If they if they don't if they're not really ready they're not going to quit smoking. So true. So if they're really not ready to hit the goals that they can hit, they're not going to set them. Yeah. So it's like, don't like, don't let others influence you, I guess. Right. Yeah. Or don't stand in your own way. Just because someone tells you you should be setting a certain type of goal doesn't, maybe that's just not the right goal for you in the moment. But like if the person who is sharing that with you is it someone who you hold to like a high standard? Is it like a coach who is giving you truth bombs? Is it someone who you don't even necessarily respect them enough to like get their opinion, right? Mm. I feel like we could have a whole nother conversation about that another day. But I think about like, if you've got the right coach or mentor in your life, then they're going to tell you the truth that you need to hear, even if you're like, ouch, that hurts, you know? But like you said, like standing in your own way, like if someone's, if someone's, giving you really great advice that you know you need to hear, but it makes you feel uncomfortable to hear and you don't do it because it feels awkward or you're like, oh gosh, I'll never, I'll never hit that goal. It just, it gets in the way of the habits I already have developed in my life. Then you're just, you're just pushing yourself back into your comfort zone and you're never going to grow there. Mm -hmm. Not like you would outside of it. Right. Do you have any examples of like goals that you set that made you feel weird? like made you nervous and but you hit yeah I mean I think like a goal that a goal that always makes me uncomfortable is any time that a goal has like an emotion to it Mm. so financial goals to me are a little bit easier because it's just numbers it's just planning numbers whatever but what makes it hard is any time that like I have to have an uncomfortable conversation with another human being about my goal in a way that's like, you know, like changing my schedule. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the first, anytime I've changed my schedule, I think back to when I was going from working every Saturday to every other Saturday, and then eventually to no Saturdays at all. Every time I had to have those conversations with people, I would sweat. I would start to feel sick. I like wouldn't want to go to work that day because I knew I had one of those clients that was a Saturday only client and I had to break the news to her. And it's like, it's always been okay because I've continued to grow as a stylist. Like those things did not set me back. Um, but, oh, I mean, I seriously would feel sick to my stomach. And even just, I mean, knowing that when I come back from my maternity leave, I'm not gonna, I'm probably going to lose, you know, a handful of evening clients that won't be able to make daytime work. It it makes me sad, but it's also like the evolution of what we do. And so I'm trying to just like remind myself, this is just part of it. This is part of the journey of 
becoming a hairstyle, the hairstyles that I really want to be working the hours that I want to work and not being a slave to, to other people and just doing it for me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think like that when you said when there's goals that have emotions attached to them, like it just got me thinking about how difficult some goals can be because of that emotion and like things that make you feel weird. Like whether it's like, I want to grow my retail sales this year. Okay, how am I going to do that? Well, guess what? I'm going to have to talk about retail, which can make us feel weird if we don't feel confident in it. So I think like growing that confidence is is what it boils down to. Like feeling mm-hmm. confident, like you said, and knowing like this is the type of hairstylist I want to be. I want to be a hairstylist that gets to live my life and live my best life mm-hmm. at home with my kids on nights and weekends. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I do know like the one way that's gotten me over that feeling of, I mean, I it's still like, because it's just my nature to be, I'm a very empathetic person. Um, I feel other people's feelings so strongly, but the one way that has really helped me has been writing out what I want to say and then practicing how I'm going to say it. So like scripting is, I don't care how cheesy it sounds. I don't care how like, Oh, I don't need to do that. Like, no, you do, homie. Like, you need to write it down because you get in the moment and it gets, you get all clammy and it's like a first date and you just don't want to say the wrong thing. And then you end up saying the wrong thing and then you're like, oh crap, that didn't go off as well as I thought it would. Like, if you just practice what you're going to say ahead of time, then it takes that weird feeling away and it just rolls off of your tongue supernaturally. And then you, then you can think about, the emotion, you know, matching your client's emotion, um, rather than like, am I saying the wrong thing and being in your own head, you know? Right. Such a good point. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's a really good point Yeah, <laughs> that I made. You're right. <laughs> Confidence. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're getting like, just so comfortable on this podcast now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, 100%. Look at us. Okay. Let's, let's make, let's make a, um, scenario what would be the first step that you would suggest to a beauty professional who wants to make a huge change that makes them uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. set a goal for what would be your advice for them like step one advice step one just only step one (laughs) maybe like steps one through three or something like that okay like how can they start okay (laughs) first pick up a pen no (laughs) step one (laughs) um no so I'm gonna refer back to um when I meet with my team about setting their goals for the next year so I like to meet we'll meet in December um to set our goals for January for starting in January and um I give them all a piece of paper to fill out at the top of the paper Um, In the left top corner, I have them write down what they made this year. So they'll write down whatever their W-2 was or whatever they think their W-2 says, whatever they feel like they made this year. (laughs) Um, And then on the top right side of the corner, I'm going to have them write down what they would like to make next year. So we start out just talking about money. And again, has to be a realistic goal. So they obviously can't be like, I made 20,000 next year. I want to make a million. Like it's... (laughs) needs to be something that's attainable um, in the company that you're working in. And then under on that, we have them write three professional goals 
So anything that has to do with the salon at all, growing professionally. Three, personal goals. So anything that they maybe want to work on um, in building their life. And then three, personal development goals. Nice. So three goals that have to do with you like on an emotional level. So maybe it's just like I want to grow my confidence or I want maybe I'm a liar and I want to stop doing that or <laughs> I don't know. Just throwing those out. Anything that has to do with um, your personal development in an emotional way. So I think that's a really good starting point is just writing down your goals. And then um, what I love to do is take in those three categories so you have your personal your business and your personal development of those three that you put in each of those categories pick whichever one is the most important of those three categories and then once you have those three pick whichever one is the most important of those and that's what we need to focus on right away so you know you might end up saying like that growing your confidence is actually the most important thing well we know that growing your confidence is going to also help you hit your other goals, mm-hmm. right? So even though that one might seem like, well, it's kind of weird that that's what I'm going to focus on, I know full well that growing confidence will help you grow your business to be able to hit the money that you want to hit. So really like laying out your goals and putting them in order of what's the most important for you to work on. And then from that, we would create an action plan. So we would decide like okay, starting in January – what are we going to do to grow your confidence, right? Um, and then as a coach, I'm going to be checking in with them on that. So I'm not going to just say like, great, good goal. You know, I'm going to make sure I know what they wrote down so that I can check in with them at their next meeting to say Thanks. like, what are we doing to work toward these things? I love that. If you are somebody who doesn't work on a team like that, if you work, you know, in a booth rental salon or in a suite or something like just know that you are the you're your own coach. You're going to be the one who needs to check in with yourself. So if you've decided that something is your goal that you need to work on, set a date. Put an alarm in your calendar of on February 1st, I need to check in with myself and see what I've done to make steps to reach this goal. Yeah, that's that's crucial. Uh, you know, find a buddy. Find a mm-hmm. accountability buddy. Um, you know, I used to do that when I worked out, um, <laughs> back, back when I worked out, um, <laughs> that's another goal for 2021. Um, but you know, I would work out with a friend and it's so much harder to cancel on somebody else when you know that like they're depending on you to be there for them too, you know? Um, totally. so I cancel on myself all the time. I have no problem canceling my own date, but canceling a date with another human, that's like... I don't like doing that. It feels, it doesn't make me feel good. So yeah. And you could even like, it doesn't even have to be an accountability partner that's in the industry. If you are somebody who is like, you're like, I just don't even know who I would ask. Like ask your spouse, ask your partner, you know, like say Mm -hmm. my goal is to post on social media more. Will you ask me every week if I've posted on social media or will you go to my social media page and make sure that I'm posting enough? Um, you know, use those people in your lives, like your mom, your dad, like someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. I would just like refrain from like asking your pets because they're not usually super helpful, but they're really loyal. So they'll just like probably build you up, you know? Yeah. You, you want to, you want to find someone that's going to give you honest feedback. Right. 
they won't just like give you those puppy dog eyes and say like no you're doing fine literal puppy dog eyes (laughs) (laughs) i got all the jokes today Uh, (laughs) yeah that's that's such a good point i am so glad we had this conversation same so kyleen in closing, do you have any final thoughts mm. to leave our listeners with? Um. Oh, wait. I do. Oh, Molly, <laughs> what are your final thoughts today? Thanks so much for asking. I had no idea you were going to ask. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, in talking about action plans, you know, I think it's important that, you know, we give out an action plan for our listeners. So what I would love to do is find out if you listen to this episode and it triggered something in you, we want to know what that is. So uh, you can email us, uh, you can message us on on our Instagram, but we want to know what kind of an action plan are you going to put into place to set your goals for 2021. So email us at detangledpodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a DM on our Instagram, detangledpodcast. We're the one with the adorable orange logo. You can't miss us. With these like adorable girls on it. They're so cute. Thanks so much for listening. We love to receive feedback, so please write a review if you're loving what you're hearing. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss out on the fun. Also, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Detangled Podcast. Until next time, this is Molly and Kylie. Thanks for tuning in.